Hey guys, Sam here. Just very quickly before we start, Guillaume and I have partnered up with Automation Boutique to write a brand new ebook for you guys called Going Beyond the Buzzwords. It's an amazing ebook that goes through all the things about automation, data, and processing that just simplifies the topics just in the way that we do all the time in Corporate Treasury 101. To pick up your copy, just go into the show notes and click on the link or go to the website and find the partners page where we have a link to the ebook there as well with Automation Boutique. And then here's the episode. Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the second part of our full episode with Patrick Kunz, where we discuss the role and responsibilities of interim treasurers. So in today's episode, expect to learn what are the key responsibilities of an interim treasurer, in what situations or for what kinds of projects are interim treasurers typically brought in, are interim treasurers meant to bring specific knowledge to the corporate hiring them, and are interim treasurers typically hired after their interim period is over in corporations? And of course, much more. As always, we really hope you enjoy the episode. If that's the case, then when you're thinking about how you find the podcast, chances are you find it through word of mouth, social media, or recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And our only request to you is help keep that going. So the best way you can support the podcast is to head over to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Corporate Treasury 101. It would mean the world to us and it will help more people learn about Treasury. And with that, please welcome Patrick Kunz. Why, Patrick? So what is it about interim management that you love so much? Is it that, do you like the control of not being on a payroll? Is it, do you like that? Do you just like the crisis modes in Treasury? You don't like the steady state mode? And that's just the fun part for you? Yeah. What about being interim manager excites you so much? Yeah, no, it, it, it's a change, really. Going into a client and then six months, nine months later, looking back with the client, hey, do you remember six months ago? You were doing this manually or you were, you were doing this process like companies did 20 years ago now we have a system now we have a tool or we improved these processes or we made a shitload of money because we, uh, we we set up extra processes to for excess cash to earn money so but i like that uh, I, I like bringing a, a treasury higher up uh, and improving it um, and then when the job is done uh, i move on to the next uh, and it's also fun to seeing a lot of a uh, lot of treasuries from the inside it will be different clients um it helps build build my experience sometimes you I, I do have clients where i'm like wow they don't necessarily like the people or that there's no match that there's no click and then i do my job and, and move on um but i think in 95 uh, percent of my clients i have great times i, I have fun the team welcomes me and treats me like one of their own uh, with the only difference that I will move on after a certain time, um, then uh, then then I'm happy. So, is what's the difference between you and a treasury consultant then, specifically? No, the, the, there, is there is none. There is none. No, I can be a treasury so, consultant as well. Usually, interim management is uh, is the the, the full time near full time assignment uh, because I replace somebody or uh, I have a job title within the company. But for the projects, call me an interim manager or call me a consultant, uh, I, I don't care. I'm more like a consultant then uh, because I'm, I don't fit in the org chart. I'm not put in the org chart. I'm just on top of it. 
so I might be that, that there's a fine line, there's a blurred line between when I'm a consultant, when I'm an interim manager. I can be both at the same time. Right? Coming back to the same thing, you, you you get both for the same price. Because like when when so you described a few different scenarios where a company would pick an interim treasury manager. You said like maternity leave, that makes sense. You just come into that person's role. But in the scenarios where there's a big transformation happening inside the treasury, like TMS, bank change, etc., are you coming in to manage the day-to-day -day tasks or are you coming to do the project and the change or is it dependent? Yeah, I can do both. And it really depends on the client. I have clients who say, hmm, I have this extra project. My team doesn't have the knowledge to do it. So we hire somebody external who has done it and who will manage it. So we hire it externally. I also had clients doing it the other way around. They had a big implementation, fairly big one, an SCP treasury implementation plus an SCP upgrade. Uh, it's very specific. There they said the other way around, like, okay, we have the people internally already who can do the project uh, and they will do the project. But if they do the project, they don't have time for operational work anymore. So they hired me to say, Patrick, we have a big project. You're not going to do the project because uh, the current people are going to do the project, but you're coming in and doing the day-to-day -day work. Uh, it's usually the first uh, where I do the projects, uh, but in uh, one out of five cases, it's, it, it's the other way around. feels weird uh, doing the operational stuff and you also get to see the projects and my fingers are itching, of course, to say, can I help out or, or what can I do? Um, but no, you have to rely on those people then uh, uh, for the project work. So yes, can be both, but usually I step in for the projects because I have, I've done these projects before. Um, I have slightly more knowledge on those. Um, I've done implementations from end to end. So also quite a, quite a lot technical knowledge, payment types, uh, TMS implementations, uh, connections, uh, and that just helps. That's what the, what the team usually doesn't have because you need to have done one to learn about it. And. Well, I'm a bit seeing and correct me if I'm wrong. So it seems like the main advantage that a company gets from hiring you to do either or probably the operational side, especially is that you're probably overqualified yes. and over experienced for some of those tasks. Yes. And therefore someone with your level of experience and seniority would typically already be in an assistant group treasurer role or a director role at the very least. But if you're coming in to help the senior treasury analysts then you can start much quicker because you have loads and loads of experience under your belt and uh, you can get the job done and drive improvements at the same time, um, which probably makes lots of sense. What, what level are you usually, in the scenarios where you're covering for um, a, a hole or a gap in the hiring or maternity or holidays or secondment or something like this, what level are you usually slipping into? Yeah, well, when I just started out, I was 30 years old and um, I finished my last payroll assignment or I was on payroll, wasn't happy with that company. So, so I, I left them uh, and then I decided I can be an interim manager. I can be a consultant, but I'm still 30 years old. People around me said like, it's impossible. Are you crazy? You need 20 years of experience to do that. And I was like, hmm. uh, yeah, I'm passionate about treasury. I think I, I know the basics. I know, I know my fair share um, and I can learn on the job. Um, I'm passionate enough to, to do that. So in the beginning, it, it was difficult to, to land the first assignments. Uh, I started out in, in cash manager roles. 
having to talk to a lot of people, hey guys, you're only as good as your last assignment. Right? If you just start out, uh, you, do, you don't have that last assignment. Uh, so, so you have to build your way up. Um, that, that was 11 years ago and I'm 41 now, 35 clients later. Um, so, so now I'm usually for cash manager, I, I would be overqualified. Um, also in the sense that I will be too expensive for, for a cash manager. And in some cases for an interim manager, it sometimes doesn't matter because if I only stay in maternity cover for four months, having overpaying for four months, eh, still okay for a company. Overqualified on the hiring process, yes, what if that person stays for five years, then you really overpay for that person or you don't have the budget uh, uh, in, in the salary to pay for that person. Uh, as long as, as you have the budget to pay me for my assignment uh, and, and it matches with, uh, with my rate, uh, you know, that, then I won't be overqualified and, and it, it will be good to be overqualified uh, for, for a certain time because you, you get my extra knowledge. Uh, I, I can use that in the, in the time to, uh, to improve your treasury. But usually, currently, I'm, I'm at a, a treasury director, group treasurer, uh, treasury manager level. That, that's what fits my uh, my experience and my knowledge. Um, but I don't care about titles, you know. Uh, if you really need a cash manager and, and we can work it out, I can be in cash manager, I can, I can, I can still do that. Um, but it has to match uh, budget-wise. Patrick, I'm going through your LinkedIn profile and I invite anybody who's listening to us right now to have a look as well, to see what the career of an interim treasury manager can mean. Every six to 10 months, I guess, on average, you'd change position. That means you're literally getting all that knowledge. And that's also what's interesting about a role, right? For the first six to 12 months, you're going to learn. For the like 12 to month, 12 to month 24, you will implement and work out. And then as of month 24, you're like over delivering for your role. And that's where typically you'd be up for promotion and that kind of stuff. Like here, every six to 12 months, you're changing all. So you're absorbing all that knowledge that you can then stack and compound for your next assignment. That's, that's a very interesting setup. I guess that has a certain value as well for other companies than typically corporations who would look for a interim treasury manager or group treasurer, whatever. Do you have assignments or do you know of assignments for interim treasury managers or maybe more with that consulting role? that could be hired for, I don't know, system vendors, banks, fintechs who are like, hey, we are looking for somebody with a humongous amount of experience in different companies because we want to develop a product in XYZ. And that would typically fit the purpose, maybe more with the consultant hat, because typically you wouldn't be doing operational treasury tasks there. But how do you manage that nuance? And do you have such assignments once you've stacked this experience typically? Yes, um, possibilities are endless indeed, um, because you, you build up this knowledge from a very specialized, specific treasury to a treasurer who has uh, really done it all. I've done TMS implementations where I uh, had to step in hardcore in the XML files. So, so I would be able technically to, to write XML files and, and to correct them um, uh, where the codes are wrong. Uh, and it just helps me in my implementation. I don't get overly excited doing that. Um, uh, so that's <laughs> not necessarily where my passion is, um, but it helps me implement quicker. So with, with all this knowledge buildup, um, 
yes, I could move to uh, to to banks. I I could move to uh, to fintechs and and system vendors, and and they've they've asked me. I work together with several TMS uh, uh, vendors uh, to help them out in implementations. Uh, if they are very successful and sell many TMSs at the same time, they lack people who implement it on their own. So they ask external people like me uh, to help them implement. So definitely, you know, it's it's not only the corporates who uh, who come to me. Um, I get assignments in via the banks. I get assignments via the fintechs and via the uh, the TMS vendors as well. Yes. Super interesting. And so on that very point, do you have assignments to go in a corporate but found by a system vendor because they're like, hey, we just sold the TMS to that company. They don't have the resources. They are wondering, hey, should we hire a consultant to do that? Should we hire a treasury outsourcing team to do that? Whatever. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. I know the amazing interim treasury manager who could do the job. And then you get, whilst the company didn't think about it mainly in the first place, they end up hiring an interim treasury management. Uh, yes, I've done that. I've, I've done that um, TMS implementation last year. The vendor told the corporate, uh, hey, it might make sense to uh, to have a functional uh, Im implementation consultant uh, on your end mm. uh, who can help you make some critical choices at the beginning of the implementation. Like, hey, maybe we need a bank account rationalization. Maybe we should put a, implement a cash pool now uh, before we have the TMS implement, implemented. Then we do another cash pool, and and then we have to link it to the to the TMS again. And you know, uh, this TMS vendor told this corporate, if you hire Patrick, he has done loads of TMS implementations. Uh, you know what? Your implementation is going to go smoother. Um, yes, it's going to cost you some extra money, but but it's also uh, means less headaches and and less problems in the implementation. So yeah, they they did the intro. Of course, I still have to make the match and make sure the company hires me. That that was fine. I uh, know that uh, that definitely happens. Yeah, it happened last year, and it was a successful implementation. So uh, I like it. Super interesting. And you already have two assignments at the same time, Patrick. Oh how yeah. Does it, yes. How does it go? You no, know, several times, because not all all assignments are full time. Um, I think. Mm. Uh, when I just started out, I think 80-90% of it was full-time. Nowadays, it's uh, more like 60-70% is full-time. Okay, it's a struggle then, uh, because if I have one part-time assignment, I have to find another part-time assignment. I do work from home a lot. Um, I, I don't travel too much. Uh, uh, corona has brought that to us. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm fa fairly thankful to Corona, which has showed us I don't have to be in the office four days a week. Uh, so I also can be more flexible. Currently, I have one full-time assignment uh, at the social hub uh, where I'm an interim head of treasury. I have two part-time assignments next to it, consultancy assignments next to it. Um, so I do work more than 40 hours, which is fine for me. Uh, I, I make that choice to say yes or no to assignment. So, so yes, um, it, it definitely happens. With me, it happens a lot because I'm, I'm fairly popular. Um, I'm never with it. With <laughs> Fair. I, I don't want to say it in an arrogant way, uh, but in the in the last, uh, I'm an interim manager since 11 years. In the last nine and a half years, I've never been without assignment. Um, I, I usually, it, it, before a big assignment ends, uh, I start going on LinkedIn more, uh, talking to people, hey, I'm available. Or people come to me and they, they find me on LinkedIn. A small part also goes via recruiters, uh, via headhunters. So, uh, 
no, I'm always busy. So, uh, and because I, I like what I do, eh? um, I, I love treasury. I, I'm passionate about my job. Uh, I always tell my wife, I, I, I never work. Uh, she says I, <laughs> I work too many hours and I'm like, I, I don't even notice that, uh, because I do things which I love. I, yes, I do have sometimes tasks where I think, okay, I have to do some KYC bank forms with this client. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not looking forward to this. Classic. Uh, Every single time. Uh, Every time the same one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Banks, are you listening? Yeah, we don't like your KYC swap. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, but usually I, I enjoy what I'm doing. Um, so in that sense, um, yes, I do multiple assignments, but it, it's not hurting me. I even like doing that. And it's good for my risk management there, eh? because if, if one uh, assignment drops out or, or stops for whatever reason, usually in trip contracts uh, allow a notice period, which is fairly short, uh, two weeks to four weeks. Uh, so a client can say, Patrick, I don't have budget anymore. I like you, uh, but uh, it ends here. Um, and, and then I have to look at my risk uh, from my perspective. So, um, yeah. so it also helps to have multiple assignments. Fair. So two things. First thing is maybe you should uh, invite your wife to start doing treasury and maybe she would not feel like she's working. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think she's that passionate. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the funny thing is she started her career in banking, um, at a, okay. at a big uh, D Dutch bank. And I, I w once was with a client and, and I knew this client was, uh, was with, uh, uh with, with that specific bank and I had to, had to call the bank that day. So I called the bank. Uh, and I already heard that the voice, hello, ING bank. And I was like, okay, <laughs> hmm, this is probably not very compliant. Uh, um, uh, maybe I should talk to one of your small colleagues. Conflict. Uh, small conflict. Small conflict. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it, but it, was, it was funny to, uh, uh, at dinner to sit at the table and, uh, her being on the other side, on the sell side and yeah. buy side, but no, she, she didn't enjoy uh, treasury and finance. Uh, she's a teaching assistant now and. And she's also following her passion and now she loves what she does. And I think that's more important. Indeed. Definitely. So because you mentioned some things here, but we want to keep it for the end of the episode, because indeed you have a very strong personal branding and how this all aura is helping you like fight jobs. We're also interested in understanding how you go from assignment to assignment, but let's keep it for the, for the end of the episode, creating a bit of tension mm. for the audience here. Um, before that, you mentioned an interesting thing, remote working. Do you, of course, not for your current company, but do you take roles from the Bahamas since you can be completely remote? Like, is it possible to do your job from anywhere in the world and does that work or to maybe have an incentive for people thinking about becoming interim treasury managers right now? Yeah. Um, I would love to go to the Bahamas. Oh, That's a nice yeah. one uh, <laughs> on the beach with my laptop doing a cash position. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, see, okay. at least that's, uh, uh, that's okay. Okay. see forms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, theoretically, <laughs> yes, I can work from anywhere, uh, as long as I have an internet connection, hopefully the client has a, a, a cloud environment or, uh, the, the IT systems, are, are equipped for that. But I, I think Corona taught them, eh? um, uh, and force them to do that. Um, I think yeah. all companies are equipped to, uh, to work remotely. I always have a discussion with them. Some are more flexible than others. So the time spent uh, in the office and the time spent remotely, it depends on, on the assignment. If it's a part-time assignment, they understand that I won't be in the office all the time. 
especially if it's, uh, let's say it's a 20 hour assignment. Uh, I usually offer the client, okay, it's 20 hours, but I can do 20 hours, five days a week. Uh, so four, four-ish hours uh, uh, a day. So you, you do have me every day, but, but not full time. Not, but but uh, I, I will check my emails. Uh, I will do operational tasks if needed every day. Uh, that, that's also possible. Um, but they understand then that I won't be coming to an office, especially if I have to travel slightly further uh, for four hours a day. Um, if there are specials, a bank meeting uh, or a project delivery, I will come to the office, no problem. It, it's, it's part of the negotiation. How often do you need me in the office? Uh, and why do you need me in the office? Are there, are there certain reasons? Because the finance team, uh, every Wednesday, the finance team comes to the office. Yes, then, then I can't be working uh, the, the only one at home. Uh, I should be there as well. Um, but yeah, it depends on the client. Um, but usually the multinationals are more flexible. Um, they are more relaxed. Uh, while the smaller companies, they usually have policies in place and they really enforce these policies. I never liked the 50-50 one uh, because think about it, uh, two and a half days in the office, uh, how would that work? Uh, or one week free, the other one two. Don't put percentages there. At, uh, find out what works for a certain team because for Treasury, it might make sense to have one or two dedicated uh, days in the office where the whole team is there. Uh, to have a full day of meetings or collaborations, brainstorm or to just have a coffee together and, and talk about soccer or whatever. But it depends. Uh, bigger finance teams, accounting teams, they might me- need more time uh, together in the office. Uh, for Treasury, I, d- I don't necessarily see the need always to be in the office a lot. I could work from the Bahamas, from Fiji, uh, whatever. <laughs> time differences is, is a thing. Um, Right. When I was with uh, with Booking.com, uh, I had a very international team, and they allowed the team to uh, to work from their home country uh, one month a year. Um, but then, if That's cool. if you're from Brazil, you can work uh, from there. Um, but but we have certain deadlines uh, in the Netherlands because that's where the central treasury was. Um, so it means that that person had to get up like like three in the morning. Um, mm. to, to start the morning in the Netherlands. Uh, okay, she was off at two in the afternoon. Uh, yeah. Could go to the beach and sleep there. Um, but <laughs> yes, you, you can be flexible, you know, um, as long as the work gets done. Um, yeah. To be honest, I wouldn't, wouldn't care where you work um, as long as the job gets done. Um, IT flexibility is always there, connectivity. Um, it's not nice. better to be, be in the office. Uh, you have all the information from here, from Fiji uh, or from uh, South Africa. If you manage your time differences, you can work from everywhere. Good of times, the daily struggle. Yes, yes. that's it. Eh? Yeah. You, you need the money at the right time, at the right place. That's what Treasury right. does. Indeed. Did you already have some pushback from the team? Because I suspect the, so the decision maker when it comes to hiring an interim treasury manager is Group treasurer, CFO, procurement, like leadership agrees on the decision. Did you already have pushback from the from the actual team, like saying, okay, there are benefits of having somebody completely external coming to our team, but there are perceived disadvantages as well. Did you already have some pushback? And seeing you nodding, how did you handle that? Yes, um, <laughs> I have to be slightly careful here. Um, no names, no, <laughs> no names, no, Patrick. Of course, no yeah, names, yeah. Uh, definitely not. Um, yes, it happens. Um, 
you know, that the team has, uh, okay, uh, there's this consultant coming in. Uh, he thinks he's going to know it all uh, or he's going to change up things in uh, in four to six months and then he's going to leave again um, and, and um, we're stuck with the mess. So no, it, it definitely <laughs> happens where, where people dislike you just because you're an external um, or, or you, you come in and try to change a lot of things. Um, and I don't come in to change things. Uh, I come in and change things to improve things and to make things better. And, and that's, that's what I'm trying to convene the message here. Eh? Like, uh, hey, if we change this process, uh, it's one hour less work. Or if we do it like this, we're going to save 100K. Uh, so why shouldn't we, we, we be doing that? Um, uh, but if you look at like, like that, it's a no-brainer. Eh? If you need efficiency uh, or, or money out. But in some cases, the people who are there 10, 15, 20 years, uh, and I come in and I tell them, hey, guys, we can improve here. Um, yeah, they see that as an attack because they, they, they see that as uh, as critique. Like, uh, And I will never say it like you should have improved last year or you should have done that 10 years ago. Oh, okay, we're flagging it now. Um, I'm seeing it. Let's improve it and look at the future and enjoy this improved treasury uh, and not look back in the last 20 years or 15 years, 10 years. Uh, okay, you already could have done this. Um, I'm, I, I'm blaming you that you have not improved this. Um, no, of course not. Um, you've been busy. Oh, there have been other reasons. Uh, you don't even need a reason. Uh, let's look at the future and improve. Um, but I always have people who perceive it like that, who, um, that I come in. Uh, and and that uh, that is critique to them that they haven't uh, or, or that I'm the know it all uh, and tells them how to do it. Uh, yes, uh, I can deal with those people. You know, um, I'm I'm fine anyway. Uh, uh, usually, I I create a business case, uh, and and then I have support from the CFO or, or from the wider team uh, to do it anyway. Uh, it's part of the change management and the stakeholder management. <laughs>